Hello to the loveliest people in the world. And I mean loveliest people in the world. God's most wonderful beloved saints. And today we're going to look at something very important, touching the invisible. How do we touch that invisible world? Father, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for your people. I pray today you'll bless them, Lord. Speak to them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. Comfort them, Lord. Be right there for them, as always. You said, I shall never leave you nor forsake you. To you belongs the praise, dearest, most wonderful, darling Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. Oh, how we love him and how he loved us. He loved us first. Remember that. And thank you for joining me today for this beautiful teaching. I've enjoyed teaching on the Holy Spirit. And thank you for watching and your beautiful comments. And I've had some wonderful, wonderful comments that I want to read to you. Uh, if I have time today, but for sure tomorrow. But let's go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Yes, touching the invisible is only possible by seeing the invisible. And seeing the invisible happens by faith. Faith sees the invisible. Faith touches the invisible. Faith lives in that realm the heavenly realm, which is invisible to the natural eyes. And this is where you and I belong. And when we begin to live in the invisible and touch it, we really begin to live lives of freedom. Freedom from the things that harass us, bind us, afflict us, challenge us. We live in a different plateau of peace. Yeah, amazing peace. Great peace have they that love thy law, the Bible says. All right, let's read beginning at verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of not seen. I want you to just notice something. Faith is always in the present. God has no tomorrows. God is in the now. He's always in the now. Eternity is in the now. So, there's no such thing as past, present, future when, when it comes to God. And there's no such thing as past, present, and future when it comes to faith. Because faith is. Faith was not. Faith will not be. Faith is. Always will be is. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Here we have some beautiful results of faith. This blessed world we live in. We are faith beings, by the way, as Christians. By it, the elders obtain a good report. So that's number one. So how beautiful. You know, not only do we have substance, but there's God gives us a great report in heaven. Through faith, we understand. We, we get understanding through faith. We will never question things through faith. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So God gives us a good report and we receive understanding. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Only by faith can we praise the Lord. Only by faith can we give our lives as a sacrificial offering to God. 
because it says by faith offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. How amazing faith declares us righteous. Wow. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. So faith is always speaking just like Abel. He was still speaking by faith, even speaking to us through, through this chapter. By faith, Enoch was translated. How amazing faith can translate us from one world to another. These, all these things I'm giving you are right here in the, in this amazing chapter. By faith, Enoch was translated that he, sh- he should not see death. Faith takes us from one place to another, from one world to another world. It says, because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony, he pleased God. So faith also pleases the Lord. And now verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe. So faith enables you and I to come to God properly. He that cometh to God is, is a person of faith, must believe that he is. And he that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So how amazing, faith not only allows us to come to God, but faith also rewards us for coming to the, to the Lord, and faith enables us to seek the Lord. So, these all, you can look at this, this is so remarkable. When you see Hebrews 11, 1 to 6, you'll see all the blessed revelations. You can do your own study on this. It's so remarkable. So, now, <clears throat> the Bible tells us something very, very important. That faith... Um, <clears throat> faith really, uh, if it's not now, it's not faith. Like I said earlier, God has no tomorrows. God is always in the now. So, uh, let's go to 1st Thessalonians. 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 8. I want to show you the, the difference between hope and between faith. So, here it says in verse 8 of First Thessalonians 5, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. So hope is the attitude of the mind. It says for a, a helmet the hope, which means that's the mind. So hope is that attitude mental positive attitude but faith is what we need in our life now hope is important because hope uh, brings us to faith faith is the substance of things hoped for hope is that positive attitude of the mind which brings us to a life of the invisible faith because it says in Romans 10.10. And notice the difference. The difference is hope is in the mind. It's an attitude. It's a positive attitude of the mind. That's hope. But faith is the exercise of the heart. For it says, with the heart man believeth. With the heart man believeth. Unto righteousness. So, faith has a destination. Hope's destination is faith. Hope's destination is faith. Faith's destination is the Lord himself. Because it says, 
it enables us to come to God. Remember, we just read that in Hebrews 11.6. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. So faith enables me to come to the Lord. And faith is a gift of the Spirit. Now remember, there are three worlds of faith. There is the measure of faith, which is for living. There's the fruit of faith, which is the result of living faith. And then there is the gift of faith. What I'm talking about here is the measure of faith. The measure of faith is what we receive at salvation. And that faith, the Bible tells us, uh, has a destination. All right. So faith always changes uh, fact. It changes fact. It does, it does not deny fact. You, you probably heard me tell the story. I was in a church many years ago. And I'm walking down the aisle. It was in Denver. I'm walking down the aisle and the Lord showed me a lady that, that had cancer. And I said, uh, the Lord shows me you have cancer. She said, no, I don't. I said, yes, you do. I said, the Lord just tells me you have cancer. And you could see it on her face. I mean, you know, it's, you know, everybody knew just by looking at her that she was ill. And she said, no, I don't have cancer. I said, well, I said, I am so sure that you have cancer that if I'm wrong, I'll quit the ministry. And I, this was in the early days of my, of my ministry. I was traveling from church to church. And everybody was in shock in that church, a big church, thousands of people. And I said, dear lady, you have cancer. No, I don't, she said. I said, well, I said, if you don't have cancer and I'm wrong, I'll quit the ministry. And I said, I'm not leaving here till you tell me that you do have cancer. And she just wouldn't do it. Finally, she began crying, sobbing, in fact. And she says, I'm not supposed to say it. I'm not supposed to say it. And what had happened is a preacher had come to that church a few days before and said if you confess it you're you know you're you're in trouble with God basically that you should never confess in anything negative and, and then I got upset publicly I said listen I said dear lady I said faith does not deny fact I said the man who came to Jesus and said I am blind he didn't say I, I can't confess it he said I'm blind when the sick came to the Lord, they didn't say, I can't confess it. They said, I'm a leper. I'm, I have this, I have that. And the Lord, you know, changed all that. I said, it's faith that changes fact. So it doesn't deny fact. I said, now you lift your hands up and tell the Lord you have cancer and you need, you need a healing. And she bursted out crying and tears, Lord Jesus, please heal me. And she was dying with cancer. I mean, it was really sad to see that lady the way she was, the way she looked. The power of God hit her so hard. She was sitting there in pain, the poor thing. The power of God hit her so hard, she felt fire go through it, and the pain left like that. You can just imagine what happened to that crowd. That's the rejoicing. And and so I think people have gone way off with, well, you're not supposed to say anything negative, you know, you're not supposed to say you're sick. Well, that's not in the Bible. The Bible is clear. We have to say, Lord, here's my problem. And God will change it. So, faith will change our circumstance. Faith will change the fact if we truly do what, what Jesus said. And here's what he said to us. And let's go back. Let's go to Mark, the Gospel of Mark 11, which a lot of people use, you know, and 
say, well, here's what, what it says. Okay, let's see really what it, what it says. Let's look at verse 24, Mark 11. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever you desire, well, what is desire? It's hope. Whatever you desire, whatever you hope for, when you pray, believe. What is believe? Have faith. Whatever you hope for, believe that you will receive and you will have what you believe. I think that's quite important. So what you desire, what you hope for, in prayer, God will give you faith. My mother-in-law had tumors years ago, and she prayed, and then she knew, I'm healed. She just knew it, I'm healed. Faith was born in her heart as she prayed, because prayer will produce faith. See, you look at the promise, you pray the promise, now faith is born for because of the promise and prayer together. You can't just take a, a, a verse that says, well, God said it. No, no, you have to ask him for it. It must become life to you. You can't just take a something written. You have to make it your own prayer. It becomes life, it becomes rhema, it becomes a living word. And my mama-in-law, who was a wonderful woman of God, said to Roy, her husband, she said, I'm healed. And Roy said, well, are the tumors still there? She said, yes, but I'm healed. Well, how can you be healed if the tumor are there? Are, are still there? Well, Roy, I just know I'm healed. They go to the doctor, and Roy says, don't embarrass me. Don't tell the doctor I'm healed. She said, but I am. Well, anyway, so they get in there for the doctor's visit. They put this blue robe on her before the doctor sees her. As the doctor was lifting up that cover, the tumors disappeared in front of his eyes. Imagine the doctor seeing them go. And God healed her while she prayed. Years ago when I went to Europe, back in 1974, and my dear daddy at that time was not saved and he did not want me to go. And, you know, we Middle Eastern people, we have to obey parents, you know, and honor them. And I prayed, I said, Lord, please just speak to him so I can go. Finally, I went to Europe. But do you know that before I went to Europe, I did not even have a ticket? Didn't have the money to even fly to Europe? I was there for three months, ministering with a group called Shekhinah, the glory, with Mervyn Mola Watson in those days. And the lady, that's the same lady who wrote Jehovah Jireh, by the way. Well, anyway, so I'm, I'm in the rehearsals before we ever flew out. The night before the trip, the night before the trip, I packed my bag and I still did not have the money to pay for my ticket. I did not even have a ticket to fly to London. The, the, the night before I'm talking about. And the lady who used to come and pick me up, she was much older than me in those days. I did not have a car or drive. So she said, are you going tomorrow? I said, yes. Well, she said, do you have your ticket? I said, no. Well, how, how do you know you are going? I said, I just know. I said, I prayed and the Lord told me I'm going. That was it. And she said, oh, how I wish I could have that kind of faith. I said, you can. And I get to the house and Merv Watson, the husband of Merla, who wrote the song Jehovah Jireh, comes up and says, the Lord spoke to Merla and I and here is your ticket. I said, thank you. 
and 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 dear Anne, the lady who drew me, was in shock. Like, how can this happen? I said, well, that's just what the Bible says we are to live by faith. I've lived like that now for all my life. Faith truly changes fact. So now the Bible tells us here what. So ever you desire, and I should desire it. That was my hope. You believe when you pray. And I did. And I've done that hundreds of times since. You'll have it. That's just so simple, isn't it? Now, it's acting on what you believe. In Luke chapter 5, we have an amazing truth about this. I want you to go with me. To Luke 5, beginning at verse 4. Now the Lord comes into Galilee. They're, they've been fishing all night. And the Lord says, launch out into the deep. He tells Peter that. Let down your net. And Peter said, Lord, we've, we've told all night. We've taken nothing. But at your word, I believe what you say. And because of your word, I'll do it. You have to act on what you believe God says. And when they had done this, it says they enclosed a great multitude of fish and the net break. You all know the story. So, at your word, not at my experience, at your word, I'll do it. I'm not going to be dependent on my experience or somebody else's experience. But when your word becomes real to me, Lord, I'm going to do it. Now listen, I'm going to tell you something very serious, okay? You read the Bible. The word will trigger fellowship with God. When the word and fellowship have become your life, faith will be born automatically. You don't even have to push it. Anything you push has to die, okay? So, true faith is born of God. How? The word, prayer, that combination produces living faith. Otherwise, it's not faith at all. It's, well, God said it, so I believe it. I'm going to do it. No, no. Prayer is so important because prayer brings the Holy Spirit into, into your life, into your situation. Remember, I told you this years ago, and I'll tell you again, or maybe I told you this even recently. When you look at the book of Genesis, God did not speak Till the spirit moved. For it says. And the spirit of God moved. Upon the face of the waters. And then God said. Let there be light. So God speaks into the moving of the spirit. So wait till God speaks to you. In other words. You read the Bible. And wait till God speaks that to you. Wait till that word becomes. Your word. Wait till what God says. Becomes life to you. And when the word of God becomes life to you, then you speak it. And then it's, it'll, it'll happen. But when people speak it before it became life to them, nothing happens. Like Pauline, that word became life to her. Or like myself when I, when I went to, when, when I went to Europe. God gave me that promise through his word. And then I knew I was going. And I've had that happen. <laughs> many times, many times, many, many times. So, uh, in First John, in First John, let's look at it. It's a very beautiful portion of Scripture, of course, and a very powerful one. But I want to show you something in verse 14 here. 
and verse 15. So, uh, the Bible tells us something at your word, not at my experience. So, this is the confidence we have in Him. It's, it's, it's all about relationship. When, 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 when the Lord is real in your life, when you're walking with Him in fellowship, it says, the confidence in Him, in Him. Okay, um, when you know someone real good, who's never lied to you, who's never deceived you, who never mistreated you, then everything they say you believe, right? Like my mom, you know, my mom showed me her faithfulness, loyalty, and love all my life. All my life. Same with my dad. When my mom and my dad said something to me, I believed it. Why? Because I believed them. I knew them. A lot of people take a word from the Bible, but they don't know the Lord who said it. They have no fellowship with him. Then there's no faith. There's no life. Because you can't believe what is spoken. You have to believe the one who spoke it. You have to know the one who spoke it. So someone can tell you anything. People can tell you, well, I'm going to do this, but they, they don't do it because you don't know them. You have to know the person before you can receive what they say to you. So John says, this is the confidence we have in him. Therefore, we know him, the Lord. If we ask anything according to his will, then we have to know his will, right? We have to know what he says in his word. Remember, I told you this, I'm going to say it, say it again. Number one, there is the secret will. Deuteronomy 29, 29, that nobody knows. There's the permissive will, where God says, okay, do it. But it's not his perfect will. Then there is his revealed will. His revealed will is the word. So, if we ask according to his revealed will, the Bible, he will hear us. And when we know he heard us, again, relationship. Because how would we know, you know? How would we know he heard us? Because we know him. We have a relationship with the Lord. Then whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions. We desire of him. You know, we have to continually look at the fact, in him, he hears us. We know him. We ask him. We desired of him. It's all about him, the Lord. And when people take, take the Lord out of those verses, uh, there's, there's no life to it. So, this beautiful life, the Bible tells us in Second Thessalonians, as we live that kind of life, we, 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 we begin to grow in the Lord and we grow, and as we grow in the Lord, we grow in his faith. It's not our faith, it's our, it's, it's his faith. So Paul says, Second Thessalonians 1, 3, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is right, it's fitting, because that your faith is growing exceedingly. And the love of every one of you towards each other abounds. It is impossible to love without faith. Growing faith means growing love for the Lord and for his people. People of, real people of faith, Love the Lord and the brethren and the church. 
Because if there's no love, there's no faith. If there's no faith, there's no love. They're both united. And the benefits are incredible. You know, so we, we, we grow. We, we, we grow from little faith, like in Matthew 8, the Lord said, Oh, you have little faith, because everybody starts with little faith. And then we, we, we go to great faith, you know, like the man said, just speak the word, Lord. I've not seen such great faith in Matthew 8. But there is that faith of Abraham. Perfect faith. It says he was fully, fully persuaded, fully persuaded in Romans 4.21. He was fully persuaded that what God said he'll do. Fully. Because God said, offer Isaac. And Abraham was fully persuaded. That's an amazing life, you know. And that is only possible when the word of God is a part of our daily life. Prayer, a part of our daily life. Not weekly, not here and there when we have time. Daily bread, daily walk. And when we have his word daily, fellowship daily, faith is just natural. We don't have to force it, push it, repeat it over and over like we got it now because we can repeat it so many times. Faith is so simple. Because faith is Jesus himself. You know, people say, oh, you seek faith, you find Jesus. I say, no, no, no. If you seek Jesus, you'll find faith. You see Jesus through, through his word. When you read the word, you're, you're seeking the Lord. You're not reading the Bible just to read history and poetry and prophecy and so on. You're looking for Jesus in the Bible. And as you're looking for him, he quickens you. The word quickens you. David said, quicken me according to your word. In Psalm 119, he said that more than one time. And when the word quickens you, you pray. So the Lord clearly said, if my word abides in you, you will ask, you will pray. So people who get to prayer without the word first, they're going to go nowhere. Because the word is the fuel to the engine of prayer. So without the fuel, no engine is going to work. You make sure you fill that fuel first in your heart, the word. And then ah, prayer begins to flow out of you, even while you're praying the Bible, even while you're reading the Bible. And and often you'll pray the Bible too, because it happens to me so many times when what I'm reading becomes my prayer, you know. It's glorious, glorious. So here are the benefits real real quickly. Just just write them down before I say bye to you. Romans five one says peace with God. Imagine having peace with God. First Peter 1.5 says security. You want security? That kind of faith will give it to you. Healing. James 5. The prayer of faith will save the sick. You pray in faith and you'll be, you'll be healed. Victory. First John 5.4. Our faith overcomes the world. Wow. Now I'm going to share more later. Uh, because I really believe we need to to live that, that kind of life this year. 2022 is going to be a very difficult year for the world, but not for us if we look at the invisible. Because faith relates to the invisible. We live by faith, not by sight, Paul said in Second Corinthians 5-7. So we, we are dealing with the world that is invisible. And don't forget what David said in Psalm 27. As I close, Psalm 27, verse 13. 
I want to pray with you, so don't don't leave me yet. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. So our vision stays alive. We keep looking at the invisible. Hallelujah. It says Moses saw the invisible in, in Hebrews 11. He forsook the presence of Egypt by seeing him who's invisible. He forsook Egypt by seeing him who's invisible. So faith relates to the invisible. Lord, let your people live that kind of life. Let that person who's watching and listening live that kind of life. Living in the invisible, touching the invisible. To you be the glory. Let your blessed power, Lord, rest on them. Let your presence be real in their life daily. In Jesus' holy and awesome name. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We give you praise. Well, it's time to give to the Lord's work. And even that is an act of faith. If you believe God will take care of you, it's faith. And the Lord has promised us in his word, I've not seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. I believe it with all my heart. I've never questioned that blessed promise or any of God's promises. And I know you have not too. So now we give in expectation that his promise will come to pass right on time. In due season, you will reap if you faint not. So it's time to give to the Lord's work because we adore him. We love our precious Savior, Jesus. We love his word. We love his name. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and these things, everything you need will be added. Not just given, but surplus, you know, added onto you. So you can give right now on the platform you're watching me on. You can give by going to our website, benhin.org. You can give by text, BHM 45777. And some of you can give through the mail, the, uh, the address is on for you too. All right, much love and blessings. I will see you tomorrow for another beautiful day. What a beautiful week we've had. Ah, a great week to start the year, huh? Much love. Bye-bye.